You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hi, thank you for joining me today on episode 16 of the Blended Family Podcast. Two weeks ago, we did an episode on bonding, which was part one. We talked about step-parent and step-child bonding. Today, I want to continue with part two of that, which is bonding between the step-siblings. But before I get started, just a couple of quick things. First, please consider signing up for my email list. I promise I won't spam you or send you a ton of emails Once a month is all, unless there's something in between that's super important. When you go to the website, blendedfamilypodcast.com, there is a button to sign up, and then I will send you a free quiz to help you determine how your blended family is doing. Next, I mentioned this last week, but as a reminder... I created a private Facebook group for all of us blended families to connect. You can join by simply going to blendedfamilypodcast.com slash group. It's called Blended Family Connection. You can also add any other friends and family to the group as well, as long as they are in a blended family. I usually ask people though, before I just throw them in there. So you might want to think about that. And last, send me your questions. It can be anonymous if you want, but your questions can help other people and they also tell me what you are struggling with so I can focus the show better for you. Okay, so on to the show. Step-sibling bonding. Why is this important? Well, we all want our children to get along, right? Biological or not, I think our wish as parents is always that Our children get along and are close. Biological children are kind of built with this special bond already, even if they fight. Step-siblings are a different story. What makes a big difference here is at what stage in their lives did you and your partner meet? In this episode, I'm really focusing on younger children, let's say 15 and under. I mean, realistically, if your children are older than that, there just won't be opportunities to bond as much, nor will they really feel a need to at that point. In any case, it will help your relationship if your kids are getting along. So how do we as parents facilitate in helping our children to bond? First, We need to realize that they are in charge of their own relationships, not us. Did you ever have a good friend that you like spending time with, but you both realized that your kids just didn't like each other or didn't have anything in common? It's kind of the same thing here, but magnified. At least with a friend, maybe you could get together without the kids or something. But in a relationship, you're all now a family. Sometimes members of a family just don't like each other. You can't make them either. They will or they won't, or they may go back and forth on it. As parents, you can help guide them, but ultimately they will be in control of whether they have a good relationship or not. I know, painful as the parents, but you just can't force these things. 
sometimes they just need to figure it out. Now, we already touched on fighting among step-siblings, which was episode 11. You can get to that one by going to blendedfamilypodcast.com slash 11. So today, I don't want to focus on that. I want to focus more on ways to get them to connect. I'm going to have to be kind of vague here because ages and sexes of the children certainly matter, but I don't know your specific circumstances. So first, you will want to find things they have in common. That's the easiest way to help forge a bond. Sometimes this is easy to do and other times it's not. For instance, same-sex siblings may have more shared interests than opposite-sex kids, but not always. Maybe you have two girls who both love to dance or two boys who love football. But keep in mind, there are plenty of girls who are in sports too. My daughter was one of them and she played football with her stepbrother all the time. So the first thing I want you to do is really think about what they enjoy doing. Each one of them. Try to find some commonalities between them. Here are some random ideas of activities they can do together. I'm just going to go down a list. They can play a sport, play a game, arts and crafts, make videos together, go on a hike, swim, play dress up, cook together, make a lemonade stand, camp out in the yard, have a dance party, wash the car, play manhunt or any similar outdoor game. These are just a few ideas of many things they can do. Of course, some of these won't make any sense to you for your situation. Depends on your kids and what they're into and definitely their ages. The point is to get them to connect in any way you can. Also, let them decide what they want to do. You can suggest some ideas, but allow them to choose an activity. That way they don't feel forced into it. Now, a large part of the bonding process will be just getting to know each other and communicating. During the beginning of this process, you need to know they will likely argue or have disagreements or express dislike in one another. Allow them the space to kind of have their feelings and work them out. We can't expect them to just automatically like each other. If that happens, consider yourself lucky. Realistically, this is a process that can take time, sometimes years. Hopefully, you'll be in a situation where the kids do see each other on a regular basis. We've talked about time sharing. And so if your choice was to have separate weekends, there will be less of an opportunity for them to connect. Obviously, it's a personal choice you make, so you have to weigh that out. Now, what if you are hearing hesitation from them? They may insist that they don't want to spend any time together at all, especially if they're on the older side. So what do you do? There may be sometimes you will want to set as family time where it's just not up for discussion. Maybe during dinner time, you have them help out. You can all be in the kitchen, but you can give them different responsibilities. But you will all at least be together doing it and maybe having some conversations in the meantime. 
giving them a project that they have to do together may also help in this case. So some examples of that could be having them give a pet a bath or shovel some snow or wash a car, some type of project where they have to work together. I don't object to bribing them with a small monetary prize. That would be okay. Like maybe giving them, you know, a couple dollars a piece to do something. That's fine. The point is getting them to do something together. Even if they aren't talking much, that's okay. You want them to get used to being together and realizing that it's not so bad. If none of that is working, schedule something for the whole family. Of course, it depends on your budget. If you can afford to take a small vacation, that's great, but many of us can't swing that. So maybe you can do something on a smaller scale. You can go to the zoo, have a picnic at a park, go to the beach. You can also do family game night where you order a pizza and play some fun games. Check your local listings for where you live. Most areas have lots of family activities that are low cost or free. Any experience can be used to your advantage. During these family times, try to laugh and relax. If everyone is uptight and tense, it will be hard. Try to make these family times something for them to look forward to, not to dread. Holidays are another special time to create bonds. Of course, for more information on holidays, I did an episode on that a while ago. But if you celebrate the same holidays or celebrate them together, you can create traditions. Have them think of some traditions they would like to participate together in. If you celebrate Christmas, you can have them bake cookies together or wrap presents together. For Easter, they can dye eggs together or do an Easter egg hunt. If the kids are a little older, they can do a glow-in-the-dark nighttime egg hunt. For Hanukkah, they can do the lighting of the menorah together. Halloween, they can decorate pumpkins. You see, the opportunities are endless. As a parent, you want to try to make these activities as exciting as you can. Now, I would suggest to not put them in competition with one another. That is a definite way to destroy a bonding experience and create jealousy. So don't create situations where they're playing a game to win or anything like that. You may have kids who are okay with this type of healthy competition. And so if they are, then you can. Usually boys are better with this than girls. But if you notice there are tears or fighting after something then you may want to discourage that sort of thing. Something you may notice that is common is that the children's relationship will change over time. They may seem closer at times and further apart at other times. That's actually true of all siblings, biological or step. But you may think, wow, they're getting along so great. And you think you're over the hurdle Then out of nowhere, there they go drifting apart again. That's okay. They're changing and developing every day and so will their bonds and relationships. You'll notice that happens with their friends too, so don't get upset. It's completely normal. You also might notice the way they choose to bond will change over time as well. They get older and they don't want to do the same things as when they were little. 
You aren't going to catch preteens having a lemonade stand, right? But maybe they're talking a lot more instead. What I really want you to remember as a parent is that you can only do what you can do. We all want our children and stepchildren to get along, and I encourage you to do everything you can to help them out with this. But in the end, they will have to figure out how they want their relationship to be. The main issue is for you and your partner to stay close and don't take it personal. It's much more important, I think, for you both to bond with your stepchildren like I talked about with you two weeks ago. The kids are going to grow up and have their own lives, but you as parents need to connect with both your biological children and stepchildren as much as you can. The kids will find their own way with a little assistance from you. As long as you give them the space and don't force anything. I hope that these tips helped you out today. Maybe you have some tips to share about how you handle this in your blended family. If so, please comment on the show notes or in the private Facebook page, which once again, you can find at blendedfamilypodcast.com slash group. Next week, the topic is dealing with a difficult or manipulative child. And don't forget, you can sign up for my email list on the website and please send me your questions to melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Have a fantastic week. See you next time. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.